Welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene, the only ghost-friendly podcast out there, uh, Certified Audio Sage, with your host, Gio, and my co-host, Rob. How's it going, Rob? You know, Gio, I am feeling the love this week. This is the week for love, uh, about love, for lovers. So if you have a lover, love your lover. If you don't, love yourself, because that's, that's your first lover right there. That's the first love that you get is yourself, so love yourself. Um, you know, but I'm feeling so much love that it's almost too much, almost like it's like there's a spell being cast upon me. So, um, I'm also trying to, you know, be careful and keep my eyes on this, on the scene. Yeah. Suffering from too much love is definitely a symptom of the month of February guys. Like I said last week, we are in a very emotionally and paranormally charged month. It is short for that reason, and we are coming up on the holiday that is the most charged in the emotion of love, and also, I'll, I'll say even more so, the emotion of desire, love, lust, right? We're, we're talking about Cupid and, of course, the Valentine's Day, uh, the 14th that's coming up this week. So I got a bone to pick with, with Cupid, okay? Because people don't believe in the paranormal. It's people constantly laugh at us. They make fun of us. And yet they accept Santa and they accept um, the Easter Bunny and they accept Cupid as if they're the staples of our society. And they don't seem to make the connection that it's a ghost or that it's something paranormal, something extraordinary that's happening. So we are going to very easily show you just using a, a couple of, of, of uh, uh, what do you call it, references that Cupid is a real person, but he is also a real ghost. And uh, that is what we're going to be talking about this week. But before we get into that, Rob, um, do you have anything that uh, you want to talk about before we talk about Cupid? Um, you know... I think we could uh, clarify some things that we may have been talking about online. Um, there was the big um, State of the Union addressed by Billy Baldwin, um, who really delivered a performance of President Donald Trump that night. Mm -hmm. um, but solid, solid Donald. Yeah, very solid Donald impersonation. Um, you know, I would consider giving Billy an award if it wasn't for such an atrocious reason or cause. So obviously that cancels that out outright. Um, but I think the real story is about the women of the night that showed that they are not afraid of the president. You know, I think when we're posting on social media and we're saying that they're dressed in white for ghosts, that that may be misconstrued that we might be uh, trying to tear them down or uh, to criticize them, but actually, you know, I think what they did was really brave, is to show 
the Billy and the Congress that they know that there's ghosts and that they're not afraid and they're going to show up uh, to confront this head on. Uh, so I, I really respected that. Absolutely. This was just like last year's uh, Grammys where all of the women wore white in solidarity to kind of prove that they are going to stand up to the ghosts in the music industry. It's the same thing, except this is for the women in Congress who know that Billy Baldwin is working in a haunted white house. And so they showed up all in white to kind of bring light to the fact that, yes, this is not normal, that we, he lives in a haunted house and that they are going to wear this together, this color, to kind of give themselves back a little bit power, a little bit more power so that they can fight back the ghosts. Because truly, these these women are are doing work for us that paranormal experts are only capable of doing. So we can give them honorary degrees, all of them. They are Ghost in the Scene alumni because the stuff that they are doing, this is on the world stage. It's not just, you know, um, for a few people to see. This is the entire world saw them wear white. So a big commendation. We hope that they continue um, with this trend and more people are wearing white for ghosts. And like we said, we're not, we, we used to be very anti-ghost, right? I mean, we, we've talked about this um, for a couple of weeks now, but we're not anti-ghost. We are anti-bad ghost, right? Anti-evil ghost. And so when they wear white and we say they wear white for ghosts, you know, there has to be a little more of a, of a context there. So the context is they wore it to stand up to Billy Bush. And for that, we thank them. And um, just on the, the merits of the speech, Billy Bush could not uh, get an award. He, he did not make it for the Oscars, but maybe next year. Because it really was a solid Trump. I would say more solid than um, his brother Stephen. And um, we can talk about Stephen a little bit later. Because he is obviously still out there. And still uh, working on the Celebrity Big Brother angle. And he's doing all kinds of stuff to gum up the works. But yeah, shout out to all the women in the Congress. Um, shout out to Nancy Pelosi for her clap. There was a ghost right in front of her. And she just clapped it. And, and gave it the weird eye. And... Bada bing, bada boom, it's gone. So, I mean, if, if that's not a paranormal expert, I don't know who is. Yeah, and all this talk, too, it's like, I think this distinguished, you know, this new territory that we're getting in of good ghosts versus bad ghosts, because there's also other people out there that are dressing up as bad ghosts to, that they're trying to, they think they're trying to scare people. Like, they're dressing up like these old guys that, you know, come from the Civil War era, like trying to replicate these Confederate soldiers who have died. So they're dressing up as ghosts with pointy hats that we're seeing that's surfacing as well, which is causing a lot of, you know, with that, that comes with a lot of trauma to bring up such evil ghosts. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. you see that, you know, this, this kind of work is still at play. So it's like, there is, a, there is a difference. There's a way to approach ghosts that is a friendly way to approach ghosts. And to summon ghosts, perhaps of you know women of the past, the suffragette movement. You know, if you read the news, that's what they call it, uh, because they can't just outright and say ghosts, even though we all know there's ghosts. You know, for to save face, because you know we have to admit it, we live in a world where people just don't accept ghosts. So they they have they they also say suffrage, 
you know, they don't, what they really should say is the ghosts of the suffragists. Mm -hmm. That's what the white is for. But, uh, you know, we're living in, in 2019, so they're going to just say the suffragette movement. But we know, but they, you know, but we, but we know. we know the truth. We, we know the truth. Yeah, we know, guys. Uh, if you guys listen to us, you understand that they're talking about ghosts um, for the most part. And in, in every news report, there is a ghost hiding somewhere. And you just have to find it. So let's get into this is a, a very charged topic, right? Um, I got a bone to pick with Cupid for a lot of reasons. He has um, used his bow and arrow and almost like a sniper, like like the American sniper, Chris Kyle. He has ruined the lives of, of millions of people by, you know, that movie was incredibly charged with ghosts. Uh, I, I don't want to get into that or, or Clint Eastwood, the idea of somebody who's made so many movies turning around and then making movies. Uh, it just baffles me. It just, it just makes me so angry. But we have Cupid as a major leading role in countless movies. And that's the first kind of uh, step that I wanted to take into tearing him down. Because this creature, whatever being that Cupid is, has been accepted into Hollywood with open arms since the beginning of Hollywood. Right since they opened up their doors, he has been in every movie that they asked him to be in. He never says no. Like there's never he never takes a day off. And so um, I just wanted to talk about some movies that he was in that he played a role and it was a detrimental role. Right? He did he did something out of malice, not out of out of love, not out of caring. This is a god that is drunk on his own power. That probably isn't even a god, might be a demon himself. So let's get into Cupid a little bit. The movies that I'm talking about, if you want to uh, follow along, because um, I know you guys are active online, um, go on IMDb and just look up Cupid movies, and you will see there is a exhaustive list of over like 40 movies where Cupid is the lead role. So the one that I wanted to draw your attention to first, because we're just coming off of investigating Gwyneth Paltrow and her company Goop, the paranormal company, is a movie called Emma. And uh, Rob, if, if, if you know anything about Emma, um, the first thing we should talk about is that it came out in 1996. I mean, that's no surprise at all. I mean, as we were talking before, this is a very charged year. So it's no surprise to me that Cupid's right in the middle of it as well, uh, as always, as he always is, because he knows when the most opportune times to strike are. Exactly. <clears throat> so it's starring Gwyneth Paltrow based on a book by Jane Austen, which is a dead woman. She's a ghost, right? Mm -hmm. So based on a, on a book by a ghost. And it's about a matchmaker, a.k.a. Cupid, a.k.a. Gwyneth Paltrow. That's her character. And she goes around with her bow and arrow, and she, you know, uh, makes people fall in love. And in doing so, she falls in love herself. So she gets stung by her own arrow. So Friendly wow. Fire, very much like Chris Kyle, the American Sniper. Uh, uh, surprisingly, I, I didn't think there was going to be an analogy so perfect. But it's exactly like 
the movie. And and Bradley Cooper actually played that role. And he's, of, of course, in the movie. He So he was a dead man in that movie and a dead man in The Star is Born. Wow. So, yeah, nothing's by coincidence. And you see these same actors again and again. You said this is a Miramax film. That means this is Harvey Weinstein's little baby project. Uh, one of the grand uh, sorcerers that are out there, that are known out there to cause all sorts of harm, uh, yeah. produces this film. It's Emma. So look at the numbers. I mean, when you look at it, it's a palindrome kind of word, right? It's Emma, E-M-M-A. You add mm -hmm. up those letters together, E-M-M-A, 36, mm -hmm. 666. So there it is. Wow. 36 is six times six, right? And then there's a six right there. That's, that is a 666 right. to the T. I mean, it's saying it to you. It's three thirty-six, three sixes. Wow. And like you said, uh, Miramax and Weinstein, this guy created hell on earth in Hollywood for so many people, so many women. And we are so glad that he is, you know, um, is in the hands of the justice system right now. And he is hopefully going to get everything he deserves because the amount of paranormal activity that he let on his sets of every movie that he was uh, involved in, it just shocks me. And Emma was no, you know, was nothing different about that movie. And he let the spirit of Cupid possess the poor body and soul of Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, I don't know if that's a reason why she is so adamant about her anti- psychic vampire stance now and i don't know if that's a benefit from that you know like her you know having to go through something so traumatic does something to people you know and it, it could either make them a stronger person or it could you know break them down and and demoralize them i believe that gwyneth kind of went the other way that she she saw what was capable um in hollywood all the horrors and she kind of turned that frown upside down and you know made a paranormal uh company so where she could combat that but we can't forgive her for portraying um uh, cupid in a movie so sorry but um not sorry you fu you fucked up I mean, what i i think we should also make clear as well i think we have a responsibility uh to our audiences to say any goop product i think we mentioned this before but please please take it to your paranormal advisor uh, take it to an expert to to check before you put it on because sometimes they mix up the bottles. You know, this is a, a big enterprise, you know, going to get off the ground. Even if she had best intentions at the start, um, you know, I think that I've just heard reports that not everything ends up the way that it needs to be. You know, and you think you might be getting vampire repellent, but mm -hmm. it's actually vampire attractant by mistake, they switched up the bottle. So you don't want to mix that up at all. Uh, so please like take anything before you use it to your uh, paranormal advisor. Um, Mark is still around. Um, he's still taking house calls. So uh, he might show up to your house. Um, he's making the rounds right now. He's knocking on doors. So he might knock mm -hmm. on your door. Uh, so just you know, put everything in a pile uh, and mm -hmm. he'll look through it and tell you what's good. He, he's been doing a lot of training with German Shepherds uh, smelling dogs. So his nose has, has gotten incredibly sharp. So uh, he can smell ghosts from miles away. 
So as soon as he gets in your house, he'll he'll sniff that pile and he'll he'll sniff out the ghost, kind of like one of those those truffle um, smelling pigs. He just has a snout that can just smell out any kind of ghost, any kind of um, haunting or poltergeist. So a shout out to Mark, and of course, if you want to get at him, just email us or uh, throw it throw a Twitter, some kind of tweet at us, and and we'll get him over. But um, real quick, this all kind of um, reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about before we get into Cupid. 21 Savage, the uh, so-called American, uh, has been deported to London, England. Now, if you guys don't know who 21 Savage is, he's a rapper. Um, he was known for being very like like slow and like, you know, kind of like a methodical in his rapping. He's not fast, but he's like a monotone kind of dude. And he has all of this, uh, what do you call it? Like this advice. He's like a money advice guy online. He goes and he, he tells everybody like what, like how to spend their money, how to, you know, like how to save their money, blah, blah, blah. Right. And his name is Savage, 21 Savage, two plus one, three. Right. I mean, that's half a six. So, and then we got Savage, right. Um, it's it, it's kind of a brutal word, but let, let's let's move on. So he gets supported. It's the English version of Sauvage, which is uh, Johnny Depp's fragrance, his vampire attractant. Exactly. And where where does Johnny Depp hang out? Uh, in Europe, right? He, he's a he's a European uh, kind of jet setter. He goes there all over the place. And so where do they send Twenty One Savage? Uh, of course, they send him to. England. So he's he's in the UK right now. Right. I mean, I to me that's I think they our government just saw the savage thought the sauvage made the connection, but they don't realize those are different languages to begin with. Mm-hmm. And they don't even understand where France is, so they sent him to England instead, thinking like, "Oh, it's the English version, so he must be the UK." Uh mm-hmm. you know, to me that's what their whole case is really based off of is that he has Savage in his name. Um, but, you know, the more you look into this, it's actually very interesting to see because he obviously claims that he's from Atlanta, Georgia, was raised in the, in the six, as they, they call it. Um, mm-hmm. And the more you dig into it, it almost seems like he could almost be from both places at the same time. Exactly. The quantum rapper. And not only that, but we have uh, the very spiritually and um, like film-wise charged city of Atlanta, Georgia, right? Where I mean, it's basically the Hollywood of 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 that area of of the South. That's what they call it. And he's allegedly from there, so that means that he's not like so like he, he could he could have chosen anywhere to be from, right? But he chose somewhere called the Six. Right, mm-hmm. 21. So already three. That's half of six. He chose to live somewhere called the six. And then Savage, I mean, he had to have known that Or he was quantum linked to the six. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is this something that was he was cho- chosen or was he just born into this situation, Gio? It's possible. It's possible that he was unknowingly placed there. 
I, I, I could believe that. Absolutely. And I mean, and, he was placed there mostly because of the energies that come from the place itself. Right. And, and, and it's also somewhere where he could play to people that are already used to sorcery, right? Because if, if you're from Atlanta, you probably see like UFOs in the sky and all kinds of stuff all the time, just from all their filming. I know I do in, in Los Angeles. I mean, there's UFOs like every other night here. But it's that kind of stuff that where you perform for those kind of people, they, they, they tend to like you more if you have more of a magical flow. And that's what 21 Savage has. And so now that he's in London, you have to call him 21 Salvage, right? Because like you said, it's different dialects, but you have to respect that once you go over to the other, other end of the pond, you have to change the way you say his name. Mm -hmm. And what, what I'm more afraid of is it feels like we are sending a sorcerer into the arms of Johnny Depp. You know? It's like, it's like we had him in America. He was working, he was helping out Americans with their finances, right? He had a whole YouTube thing where he was showing people how to spend and save their money. Um, obviously, this guy was a paranormal... Um, expert because he had worked within the Hollywood of the South. So we're building up this, this, this guy, right? 21 Savage is becoming so powerful and our government decides to send him into the arms of Johnny Depp, you know? Uh, and of course he's going to see that, you know, Salvage 21 Salvage is now in London and he's going to go hit him up and go say hi. Cause Paris is like a hop, skip and a jump away you know, for Johnny. So I just wanted to put everyone on notice that um, we have done something very stupid. We've let go of a primetime, like, warlock that was possibly going to save a lot of people money, and we have given him to a psychic vampire, a.k.a. Johnny Depp. So um, shame on us and shame on um, the you know, ICE immigration for, for doing that to him. Uh, and hopefully he, he gets back to America soon and he can uh, continue helping me with my finances because I'm only halfway through my uh, my taxes and I was really hoping that he could help me with that. But since he's in uh, London, I, I just can't get him on the phone. So 21, if you're listening, um, I, I don't know what to fill in for my uh, my gross income. I, I'm, I'm not sure what what that is. So please help me out. I need yeah, help with that. Yeah, look, we, uh, hit us up, up on WhatsApp. I think that might have been part of the problems. You know, you have the different carriers. It just makes things so much more complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, don't want to be playing, paying those long distance miles. So uh, again, like, you know, direct messages are best. Uh, 21, we hope to get you back here soon. So we'll just hang on. We got the, we got the street team on, on the case. That's right. Needless and so uh, hopefully you're, you're back in, in America soon. And um, shout out to Johnny. Um, please keep uh, keep 21 safe. Don't hurt him and don't turn him into a vampire. And But we won't be able to know that until he comes back and we test his blood. So um, let's move on um, because we have Cupid um, to talk about. He is, he is still on his way. It is not the 14th yet, but by the time you guys are listening, it very well could be. So we got to keep you guys informed. I wanted to mention that Cupid has been around, you know, for as long as we've been around for, right? He's, he's a god, as he's as old as time. And we discovered him. And 
we weren't the only uh, civilization to discover him. Different civilizations over time have found him and found the things that he was capable of. So one of the things he's capable of, of course, is getting people to fall in love. And one society found it to be a negative thing. You know, a lot of, pe a lot of people think that love is so good. It's, it's so great. You know, you fall in love and it's such a grand thing. Uh, the Christians didn't think so, right? The Christians thought that, in fact, love is bad. And they deemed him, this guy named Theodolf of Orleans, called Cupid. He is the demon of fornication. And if, if that's not a Ghost in the Scene uh, alumni, I don't know who is because he just, he just went out and said it. And he had the balls to just straight up say he's a demon of fornication. So um, shout out to Theodolf of Orleans. But I, it, I mean, it, a it bishop, so someone with the authority, someone who really knows, like, has the authority to say what is a demon. Like he, when you say when you know he says demon, he means it. Yeah, and and priests they all know about fornication. Mm -hmm. um, you know, since since we all know about what's what's been going on in, in the Catholic Church, those guys have been fucking for for centuries un, un, under the the guise of pretending to be virgins. Um, so they Did know Theodolf all about cross paths with Cupid. Is like, is that how he's getting his source information from? Like, how would he know? That's exactly. So that's mm. that's why I'm saying this is a ghost and scene alumni. This is somebody that had come into contact with ghosts and had seen it happen in front of his very own eyes. Maybe had sex with ghosts himself. I mean, here's the thing that I, I didn't want to talk about, but I guess I'll say it. I had a relationship where I thought I was in, in deep love, right? And I thought it was it was all good, it was all great, and it turns out it was Cupid, and his stupid arrow was right in my ass the whole time. No one, I never checked my ass, but there was a an arrow sticking right in there from Cupid, and as soon as I pulled it out, the relationship just fell apart. It was completely over, and I didn't realize that I was under Cupid's spell the whole time. And here's. My, here's where I, I, I draw the, the analogy. Yeah, I, I think that Theodolf of Orleans definitely had Cupid's arrow somewhere lodged, maybe not in his ass, but maybe, you know, in, in the tip of his, of his penis or something. Something got bit from him, okay? And in fact, it's interesting um, because there's an old uh, allegory, an old story about Cupid and bees, right? Mm. Cupid and the bees, it's almost synonymous. You know, Cupid, um, his the sting of, of his arrow, right, is kind of like a bee. So Theodolf gets stung by a bee, falls in love, probably fucks uh, like a, a dolphin or, or, or some kind of weird animal, right? And then from there, he takes out the, you know, the little, the little pin from his penis and then, boom, he realizes, oh, my God, I've just been seduced by the demon of fornication. Right? Just like I right. did hundreds of years later, I was seduced by a demon of fornication. I just, you know, like, I didn't realize it. 
And so this is why you guys have to go after this episode, or maybe even while you're watching, while you're listening, please check your body for little pins. Pull out anything you find, okay? Even if it's not Cupid's arrow, if it's just like a metal pin in your body, just pull it out if it's not surgically placed there by a doctor. Because if you're walking and you have metal pins and Cupid's arrows all in you, it, it hurts to sit, it hurts to stand. And sometimes you won't even realize that there's something in your ass unless you check. So so just check check your ass tonight, guys. And this, that's that's a, a doctor's orders. So we have um, some more movies that uh, I wanted to talk about where Cupid plays an active role. Um, and here is one where we can really draw a 2019 arrow to the past, right? We have a movie that came out 19 years ago, right? Ooh. 19 years ago. It's called What Women Want, starring Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt. This is also on the uh, list of the uh, Cupid movies, right? And I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but let's just kind of quickly go over the plot. Mel Gibson is a player um, advertisement dude. He gets a new boss who is a woman, and he's an incredible misogynist. So he doesn't respect her at all. And one day he is trying on all of these products and like an idiot he like plugs in a hairdresser or hairdryer and then goes outside when it's raining and gets struck by a bolt of lightning right and it straight up like almost kills him or something but then he wakes up and he can hear what women are thinking in their heads right in his head and he kind of uses it to seduce people and manipulate people and get a better position in his job and ruin the career of his boss and then the whole time he falls in love with her and is listening to her her thoughts it is a truly like terrifying movie i i honestly don't know how people wrote this movie and thought it was a good idea but i think it can only be that this was a documentary this this couldn't be something that somebody wrote because if somebody wrote this it would be too incredible to believe this has to be real because it just doesn't make any sense why anybody would make this so this is this is a true story about a man who was cursed with a demon possibly and and this is our our, our conceit that it was cupid that cupid struck mel gibson and gave him the ability to hear women's voices so that he could use, you know, their desire as kind of like his um, way to get into their heads. So this is a movie that's being remade this year. Mm -hmm. And and it's called What Men Want. So they so Cupid already hit all the what like the women's minds. So now he's switching over to the different track of men. And I mean the next the next obvious step because we are uh, in a progressive society, it's going to be what they want, right? And that's going to be the next movie, probably in, in, in a couple more years, which is going to be great, but then that's going to be the third movie. So as much as I, I, I want to be progressive, I, I, I am very fearful for that third movie 
because it is going to be the most spiritually charged. It could be also called what we want uh, to be inclusive of just everyone on the face of the earth. Interesting. What we want. And what we want is a a celebration of love without any ghosts that are going to hamper us. And like we said, we can celebrate the love of ghosts that are good ghosts. But what we can't do is celebrate a ghost that forces love upon people that's that's kind of the major problem with cupid right that cupid is is literally a ghost that comes into your life and attacks you with a bow and arrow that's assault guys that is manslaughter if if he hits you in the neck in the head a, a vital organ i i'm lucky enough that i got hit in my ass and He's a good shot, you know. He 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 usually aims for the genitals because he knows that's where you know you're, you're least likely to check. Most people don't even see their genitals throughout their whole lives, but it's because of this that he has the advantage of attacking you. You don't know. You think it's a bee. You think it's a you know like a little bug bite or something, and you don't check, and he ruins your life. And you don't know why. You don't know why you feel this way. Uh, you know, a lot of you know the, the teenage experience can be attributed to things that Cupid is doing behind the scenes. And, you know, these kids are going, they're, they're suffering through, through love and desire, and they don't know why. And it's just because that Cupid has entered their lives and has, has ruined them. And so we just got to be on call. We got to be aware that this is a very dangerous... And, and here's one, one thing I wanted to mention. This is something that Emma, the movie, had predicted right? In 1996, they said, uh, as a tagline for Emma, it said, Cupid is armed and dangerous. So, I mean, this is something that even Harvey Weinstein and his company was aware of. Somebody as evil and as powerful as Harvey Weinstein was still had fear of Cupid, right? They're still making movies to homage Cupid. And Cupid was still able to enter the soul of Gwyneth Paltrow for that movie. And so it's, it's still happening, guys. It's, it is legitimately, it is still happening to this day. They're making movies about Cupid. I, I, was, I, was, I wasn't going to mention this, but, you know, Hitch, the movie Hitch with Will Smith. I saw on IMDb that, in fact, they have scored it now with, it's, it is Hitch 1, Roman numeral 1 which means that there will be a sequel to Hitch coming up in the near future. So, yeah, Cupid's still getting roles. It's not like he, you know, he was popular for a little while and he's done. No. He is continuing to make movies. He's still in Hollywood, probably in Atlanta, you know, probably all over the world right now. So, um, and that's what I out. wanted to get to after that as well is the fact that you say he's all over the world. Because I believe truly he is, because I think Cupid has made a leap, um, you know, uh, ahead of most parent of the paranormal track, right? Ahead of all of us. Cupid is obviously a visionary. And Cupid is online. Uh, I mean, we all know the service OKCupid. Okay uh, obviously, that is a company made for Cupid. It's Cupid Online. That's what it is. I mean, 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the first free internet site. So this is obvious uh, internet dating site. So obviously, this is Cupid's fingerprints all over it. Um, it has grown into, and we know where it is today. So you can think just about every um, service that you use, any dating service, any you know that's out there that is all generated from Cupid. Exactly. Uh, you know, Tinder, Grinder, yeah. uh, Friendster, Matchster, eHarmony, they all are, you know, fruits off of the branch of OkCupid. And yeah, you're right. Cupid is in the internet. He's a visionary. He he hopped on and started matching people up on the internet before it was even popular, before there was apps, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's actually quite shocking that we didn't bring this up before, but yeah, I mean, literally it's Cupid is in the title of the website. And I mean, people have apps. Think about like Tinder and Grindr. They, they're all kind of more uh, separate, right? It, it's kind of like they focus on the desire aspect, the, the, the outcome of, of Cupid's arrow. But Cupid, okay, Cupid, he's the one that's matching you. It's not an algorithm, guys. I mean, it's funny when um, you listen to some reports on OkCupid and, you know, they have uh, data scientists go on, right? They have all these people that are like, oh, we're the most researched and, and data-friendly um, website for matchmaking. And, you know, we have a certain percentage of, of success, blah, 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 right? They, they try to go all scientific. Guys, I'm here to tell you, it's all BS. It's Cupid that's doing the matchmaking. It's, they literally have a deity doing all their work for them. And, and then they're just making up fake numbers and percentages so that they could, you know, fake the media. But we know. I mean, we're back here always crunching the numbers, uh, sniffing out what's legitimate and what's not. And it's frankly just embarrassing how, uh, you know, amateur this math is that they are presenting to us it's so easily to break down uh they don't go out there and tell the truth like we do uh and crunching the numbers you know we're we're here on a quantum level as well mm -hmm. um and that's where we're operating so you can't get anything by us that's right and the idea is you know they're trying to fake out the the public and, and think that you know that is there's no paranormal activity right because yeah, yeah, sure. There are some people that definitely don't believe in ghosts, but there are enough people that are skeptical that if they have a whiff of ghost, that they, you know, they might not um, be totally honest in in their profile, and that way Cupid doesn't get a, a total match, right? And so they don't use the website that much. But he is so savvy, um, and and the thing about Cupid is that this is indicative of who he is, just as a deity. If, if, you, if you go back into the Greek mythology of, of who Cupid is, like I said, Cupid uh, is known to be a friend of bees. He's just like a bee. So, you know, the bee movie, Jerry Seinfeld knows mm. Cupid very well. And then we have um, the story of Cupid and dolphins. And Cupid would surf dolphins back in, you know, the Greek mythology days. So this is somebody who surfs waves on a on a... Uh, like a, a, the basis of his personality, he is a wave surfer. And what is the internet but not the next wave, right? He is surfing the web, the World Wide Web. 
so this is just an, another way of him to surf. And I, I feel like if we were to let him continue doing this, he probably would be able to match every single person in the world, right? But we have to kind of ask, what is it for, right? Why, why does he match people up? What, what is the, the, the outcome that he wants? Is it that he wants power couples to appear? You know, the idea of a power couple, two forces joining together. If every two, you know, if every force was stronger together with two, imagine if the entire world, you know, seven, nine billion people all had a counterpart and they joined forces. Imagine the amount of power that we could have from that. I'm, I'm not sure if... I mean, uh, it's just simple math too, right? When you think about it with two people, it's like, it's not multiplying. It's actually, you're taking the square of those people. So it's a much larger number. So think about, you know, to the billionth power. Oh my goodness. The, the desire and love that he is generating. To the like, nine billionth, right? Exactly. And, and we all crave it and we all love it. That's, that's the thing. He knows that the human nature... Uh, kind of derives pleasure from from desire and and from you know from love, so he's using that like we're addicts, and frankly we can't get rid of him. He is a a pest. He is a, a ghost pest that we are going to have to deal with for the rest of our lives. But the fact that we have we have to know what he is, we have to call him out for what he is, and just say that if if you're gonna you know hit me, I'm gonna hit back. You know, next time I get stung by Cupid's arrow, I'm going to find a bow and arrow and I'm, I'm going to aim to the skies and I'm going to start shooting indiscriminately because I know he's out there. And at some point he has to be taken down for what he's done. He's, he's gotten too many people too far down into love. And I mean, it's just like what, what women want. If he is able to give the power of telepathy to people like Mel Gibson how do you think his moral code actually really is? You know, like if he gave it to Mel Gibson people, if you guys don't know how fucked up Mel Gibson is as a person, then I'm not going to get into it here. It's not paranormal. He's just an asshole. And he gave him telepathy. He, he let him into the, the minds of every woman in the world. Why? You know, why Mel? I don't get it. Mel's a terrible person to choose. He should have been Jamie Foxx or something. So anyway, um, that's, that's Cupid. This is his month and we're just living in it, but, um, this is our guide for you to survive this month. And, and we hope that you learn something. I mean, and most importantly, we're going to have be, we're bringing this up because we're going to be fighting Cupid very soon in the box office, not just in what, uh, what men want, where he's kind of playing more of a, you know, behind the scenes sort of role to a, a much more direct attack where Justin Bieber, one of the most powerful power couples, Cupid has linked up him and Haley Baldwin recently. So obviously the power is there. So this is obviously this is couples written all over it. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Cupid written all over it uh, because it's a movie about Cupid where our, our dear friend, uh, Justin Baldwin, yeah, I'm not sure. I think he may have kept his own last name, but I think we might be able to call him Justin Baldwin. Yeah, uh, he's a Baldwin now. Uh, is stepping in as as the role of Cupid in his newest role. So um, 
I'd watch out for Justin Bieber as well uh, to take on the powers of a deity uh, is a lot, is a big responsibility and the powers that the Baldwins have right now. Uh, I, I don't know if this is isolated to just this one film. Uh, we might see a whole Cupid universe out of this. Exactly. And so just keep your eyes out for that. And of course, Stephen Baldwin is not far behind um, Justin Baldwin and, and Haley. And so we have three, three people who know what they're doing and they are working with a deity that uh, obviously knows what he's doing. Um, of course. So guys, please be careful. Uh, this is a, a month. It is very easy to fall in love and not know why you're in love. Um, and I'm here to, here to say it, that one of the reasons might be that you're haunted and possessed by a demon. So uh, please be careful with that. And I guess until next time, uh, stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the screen, people. Um, you know, you're being inundated, inundated with ghost messages every day. You know, they're easy to find out, though, now. Uh, the ghosts are more uh, prevalent than ever. Uh, they're hiding in plain sight. So if it looks like a ghost, if it walks like a ghost, smells like a ghost, it's a ghost, people. Mm -hmm. um, don't be frightened. Uh, you know, step up. Um, you know, uh, call out the ghosts when you see them. Uh, they're not more powerful than you. Uh, as long as we, we're here together, we're in the scene. We got the street team out there. Uh, you know, we're going to make it through. And I am very glad to be doing so with all of you. That's right. And it, it doesn't take a deity to, to, to strike us to say that we love our fans. Okay? It doesn't take a, a demon to uh, attack us with a bow, an arrow, to say that we, we have love for you guys. Okay? That's, that's uh, not influenced. We just straight up love you guys. So uh, stay in the scene. Take care. And, of course, um, we'll see you guys next week.